never done the international barbecue circuit. We've talked about it a lot, well, but never done it. It's time. Cue the mic. goes international. I'm Darren. And I'm Emma. And welcome to Cue the Mic. Uh, and welcome to Cue the Mic. You know, that's the hardest that's... part about shooting a yeah. podcast is <laughs> the intro. Yeah. Right, it really Emma? Is. Yeah. Emma, actually, actually, Emma, the hardest part about anything, we've shot a, a, a ton of videos together and and we're getting ready to shoot a serious video and Emma starts cracking up. <laughs> I just five, can't take, take it. I can't. It's I just can't. can't take you serious. I. It's just every time you get like your serious face, I laugh. It's just I'm not sure why. But <laughs> I just not can't to, take. I it try serious. not to be serious. Or even when you do funny stuff, it's funny. <laughs> can't help it. Just a giggly gal. <laughs> okay, so what are we what are we talking about today? Uh, well, I thought we could get into, you know, barbecue competitions and kind of, um, you get, you getting into details about what that's like for you and kind of how that experience is. Cause I know, uh, last week we kind of talked about how barbecue competitions started Smokey D's barbecue, but I thought we could just kind of talk about, you know, or give people an insight on what barbecue kit competitions are for you. Cause you've been doing them for. It'll be 20 years this year, so a long that's a long time, time to be. A long, yeah, a long it's time. a long time years. to be doing that stuff. 20 years. That's most of my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know, the one thing I found out about barbecue competitions as you know, we used to do 40 contests a year. You know, there's only 52 weeks. 40 out of 52 weeks, we'd be doing contests, and it was just secondhand. And as I get older... Um, I find out that, you know, barbecue stuff is really heavy. Boxes of oh. wood and meat. It just didn't seem like it was heavy before, but it's it's heavy. It's heavy. It's, it's gruesome getting loading trailers yeah. and stuff. Uh, you know, it's it's quite uh, it's almost and a I'm, sport. Yeah, and I'm sure your liver also appreciates the fact that you've kind of cut back a little bit from what I've heard. Yeah, sounds like yeah, those are yeah. just a weekend's you know, a good I mean, time. Yeah, we've we've had a lot of fun on the barbecue circuit. Probably more fun than we should be allowed to. Yeah, I mean three days of just hanging out with your pals, most of the time, right? Give or take. Yeah, sometimes four days. You know, just depends. Yeah, yeah, it just depends. So it's still my way away from the restaurant, right? Yeah. You know, it's right. my get. It's it's like competition barbecue was for my corporate job. You know, it was my getaway, and yeah. it's still my getaway. Except for now, it's related. Yeah, it's a yeah. Your, I'd say your passion, so to speak. The restaurant just was a something that came out of it, but um, I think it's good, and I think it's interesting because I feel like every time we um. Or you come back, you got a story of some sort. So uh, I think, and people, it's a growing hobby. So I think um, 
it'd be interesting for people to kind of learn myself included just kind of what that is like you know um it like all the work that goes into it like you were just talking about how you had a barbecue competition here in Altoona last weekend um or however long it'll be after this goes out but um you had a barbecue competition in Altoona and at 4 30 in the morning it was snowing and just kind of having to be out there doing that and um working in that weather uh you know while the rest of us were probably sleeping enjoying the warmth of our homes so yeah you, you know it is and maybe we start kind of like a timeline people sometimes don't understand barbecue cooks do that listen though this will be boring and you can just fast forward about two or three minutes <laughs> here but you know for the for the normal you know barbecue is uh if you're competing in a barbecue contest it's a week-long process you know so i'm going to start on monday you know and, and usually i'm going to trim some meat on monday uh, whether it's you know you got pork and ribs and brisket and chicken so you try instead of spending you know it's going to take probably three hours maybe four hours total to trim all your meat so you can either try and knock it all out in one day or you try and spread it up you know so you got to trim your meat that's a mm-hmm. full four hours. You got to make sauces, yeah. rubs, injections. You know that's going to take a good hour, um, and and you know you got to load the trailer, which normally takes anywhere from thirty minutes to two hours, depend. You got to just all the ancillary stuff. You got to fill the trailer full of water, and you got to make sure you got charcoal and pellets and and wood, and just and fill the coolers and just getting ready to go. And, and so you think about that, you know, a lot of times, and then you got to travel, you know, we were lucky Altoona. We're only two miles from our house, shortest ever, but the last contest was in Nashville. So you got 14 hours you're adding onto each side of that trip. So it just becomes a whole week commitment of, and you know, and it's not like you just get up in the morning and say, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and trim meat. No, you still got to go to the restaurant. You still do it. And then at night is kind of the, the bar- get ready to go to barbecue competition. Right. Right. So, yeah. So you, you kind of touched base on, obviously, um, that whole schedule. Can you can you kind of give us, like, a the day of? Like, let's say you had a competition on Saturday. Like, how that kind of looks? Sure. So, <laughs> so normally we're going to arrive either Thursday night, dep- depends. If it's a fun yeah. competition that a lot of friends are coming from around the country, you know, we're probably going to show up on Thursday so that we can have a little libations on Thursday night, a little fun and fellowship. Um, yeah. Or we're going to go out and find a local dive restaurant to eat. Um, and then surprise, Friday surprise we're getting up. Surprise, for a foodie. Surprise, surprise for a foodie. But, yep, so then we get up Friday morning, sometimes way early sometimes i'm pretty early all the time but yeah um get up or you know a, a friday we're tending to go find the local breakfast dive breakfast most important meal of the day and then I wonder how many times you'll say that while we have a podcast we probably every time so far we're at once an episode <laughs> <laughs> um and so then we'll get up and we'll we'll start not only now you're on site. So when you show up at the site, you can't, um, you can't inject your meat. You can't rub, you know, put any rub on it or anything until you get to the site. So you get inspected 
and then you'll start that process. So normally I'll start that process at two o'clock on a Friday afternoon. We'll start injecting briskets and pork butts. It'll move brining our chicken. And then we'll move four and five o'clock at night. We're going to, you know, I'll go back, take the chicken out of the brine, get the seasoning on the meat, put it all to bed. And then we're kind of free for the night. Um, do whatever. Kind of a cardinal rule. Always try and be in bed by nine o'clock on a Friday night because nothing good ever happens at a barbecue competition after nine o'clock. Sometimes I break that rule. But for the most part, I try and, you know, Friday night's uh, two drinks and in bed by nine. That's responsible. Uh, and then we wake up on Saturday morning. You know, normally that's 4.30 in the morning. Get up, light the pit, get uh, the meat out of the refrigerator, let it start coming up to temp. Um, just watch the pit, pour a cup of coffee. Best time of the, that's that's the best time of a barbecue competition. It's just quiet and the smoke's just starting to roll in the air. Nobody's bugging you. That's that's kind of reflection time. Hopefully it's nice out. So can sit outside, unlike this past weekend where it was 18 degrees and snowing and 50 mile an hour winds. That was not the most ideal. Very Iowa. Very, very Iowa. Yeah, we were in shorts and 80 degrees on Friday, and on Saturday morning it was wind chill of 18 degrees that morning. Yeah, it was. But then, was, I mean, but then by Saturday afternoon it was sunny and 75 again. Sunny and. Yeah, it was 60 degrees, but still we were, yeah. but after we got done cooking. So we, we kind of fought the elements. So, you know, we'll get the meat on starting at 5.36 o'clock in the morning. We're cooking all meat all morning long. We start turn-ins. We're doing chicken at 12, ribs at 12.30, pork at 1, brisket at 1.30. Then we're going into massive cleanup mode, trying to get everything ready so that we don't have to clean the trailer when you get home. Get it all, you know, Sherry gets it all spotless, all shined up and all the cabinets and and we get the dishes mm-hmm. done and everything, get everything put away. Uh, then go to awards and we're, you know, most likely on our way home. But Yeah, that's pretty nice. It's a nice little schedule that you have. And it, I mean, consistent, which is always fun uh, for the most part. Uh, Um, so yeah, you kind of give us that day by day. I, I've always been curious what your favorite part of the day is. Cause you know, you're out there for so long, but, and most of the time well, you're sh- talking about hanging out with your buddies. When yeah. Really and, is- and we are like when, when the pits yeah. are coming up in the morning, it just depends who your buddies are. Yeah. You know, I mean, who's at the contest. So, you know, when it comes to competition barbecue, there's really two or three different schools. So I'm a stick burner. Right. So mm-hmm. I've got to tend that fire every 30 minutes. Um, there's the gateway drum guys or the drum smokers um, that cook on garbage cans. And so they're able to get up later. They, they cook really hot and fast. So mm-hmm. they're getting up at seven o'clock or six thirty in the morning, getting their stuff going, you know, at seven o'clock where I've got meat on at you know, five thirty in the morning. Um, so they're not very social. They're sleeping in. They're the you know, guys that tend to stay out late. And then there's the gravity-fed people that just kind of cook all night long and get up whenever they want to. You know, so if you're cooking on a jambo like I do, um, you got to throw a stick every half hour, so you really got to pay attention to your temperature and your fire so that you don't lose your fire. So you got to be pretty focused. But in the meantime, there's 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 time in the morning to just kind of sit in the lawn chair and hang out and watch the temperature gauge and, you know, see what's new and exciting in the world. Yeah. Um, 
so since there's so many different ways to, you know, uh, smoke the meat, it sounds like, do you think that, is that, does that like affect, um, obviously it affects the taste a little bit, I'm sure, but, um, you've kind of made comments in the past about how you kind of feel like it's changing. Do you think, like the barbecue competition world's kind of adapting and changing. Do you think that the way that they're smoking, does that do that or is that a dumb question? <laughs> it it's changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, it's it's interesting. So when we started twenty years ago there was no internet. I mean, there was internet, but there was no Facebook. There was no social media. There was no TikTok. There was nothing. Yeah. And so you had to really be at a competition barbecue to learn about it. So that was our learning time. You know, we were always just trying to figure out what the, you know, talking through with people or trying to sneak over their shoulder and peek to see what they were doing. And that's how you learned. You know, today it's kind of changed because there's so many barbecue classes out there. You know, right. everybody, every top barbecue cook in the country has a class. And there's people right. that have taken just a lot of these classes. Now, I've never had a class. Um, I went to one class once. I went to Johnny Trigg and Rod Gray's class years ago, 2003. I really didn't pay attention because Rod Gray and I were, you know, we're still really good friends. But we we cooked a lot the same. So I really had nothing to learn. I didn't really pay for it. I got to go kind of for free, but, but I've never put on a class. You know, if you talk to Mm -hmm. Sherry, you know, people ask me all the time, when are you going to have a class? And my answer is, Sherry says I have no class. Oh, geez. So it's just one of those things that we've just never had the desire to do, you know, but Mm-hmm. what's changed is especially like things like this weekend you know if somebody's good at something via the textbook mm-hmm. they're following a timeline to an exact t right right yeah well if your exact t if your schedule means that the weather outside is 75 and sunny and now this morning it's 18 degrees and 50 mile an hour winds things are probably going to change on your schedule you know, so you find right. a lot of newer cooks that have went to a lot of classes and learned a lot of things aren't really that great when shit goes bad, right? And shit yeah. does go bad. I mean, I have my best days when I have my best days when something goes wrong and I have to react. Hence the first competition you've ever been at. The, exactly. The, why I'm there. but And, and so, that's what I yeah. love about it, but... Yeah. Well, I just think it's interesting that those are the days, like the days that you, the day you thought you were going to quit was your first day because it was, you, nothing was going your way. And now that's when you thrive. I just find that really interesting. You've just kind of grown to being an adapter. Yeah, you you have to be, you have to be. And I think that's what makes, you know, kind of having a restaurant somewhat easy because. Oh yeah, that makes sense. When you walk in the when you walk in the back door, all you got to do is expect three things are going to be broke. We may have talked about that last time, but just walk in and say, hey, three things are going to be broke. And when only two things are broke, what a great day. Right. Which, yeah, and I feel like I feel like there's always four or five when you come back on a Monday. 
after you've been gone all weekend. But it's a good mindset to have. Yeah. It's it's um, just just expect that things are gonna break. Yeah. Yeah. Um I how many competitions have you done so far this year? Um I think I've only I'm trying to think of the ones because you were I've down in Florida two. for some reason. Two. Oh yeah, you know what? I've done three. So I did Florida with all my buddies. We kind of cooked yeah. all together. Um, yeah. Didn't do worth a crap. You know, it happens. Uh, not sure why we we won it last year, and then I go to Nashville, and so mm-hmm. Nashville hates me. Okay, the town just hates me. I mean, I've cooked four contests in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And, and that means the potential for 16 different calls, we call them, a, a, a walk yeah. to the stage. I've gotten one. Tenth huh. place chicken one time. They just hate my food there. Is it that competition? Well, isn't the wasn't the Jack Daniels competition last year in Nashville? Does that move? Well, no, it's it's in Lynchburg, so it's just oh. south of oh, Nashville. Oh, just Tennessee. So, Got it. And they like my food at Lynchburg, yeah. but Nashville? Just Nashville. They just hate my food. It's just Nashville, and I don't know why, because I think I have really good food when I'm turning in. Right. And and I was running solo. Usually in Nashville, I'm running solo, so Sherry mm-hmm. doesn't go. She's not much for, you know, 14-hour rides anymore, and, you know, the weather was supposed to be windy and crappy, and but I'm still in the mood to barbecue, so I went by myself. Yeah. But, and maybe maybe my good luck charm staying at home's not helped me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then, yeah, you had the one out too. No, do you have one this coming weekend? Or no, soon? we don't have one on the schedule, and you know, not for probably another month. You know, it's time to um, my tan starting to fade. Wow, so I was gonna I say we can get go so go many podcast episodes in. I was gonna say we get so many podcast episodes in, and then next thing you know, you're gonna tell me you're on your way to a island of some sort that seems to be how that goes <laughs> please don't get any ideas it's just hey be lucky uh, yeah, you got you got two in under a week yeah right? yeah that is true i am considering this a win um yeah but exactly yeah uh yeah so uh in these competitions have you had one thing that you've like your absolute what's your absolute favorite thing that you've turned in at these competitions is there any one thing well it's just we turn in the same we we turn the same thing every week but you know but i've been yeah i've been so successful at brisket you know i think we have 70 some brisket wins and nobody in the country is even close to that um you know and even this weekend you know i had right I probably cooked the worst brisket that I've cooked in two years. I, I just, it was just, so I just did not cook a good, just did not cook a good brisket. And of course I thought everything else was amazing. Right. And even right. Sherry thought it was good, which is if Sherry thinks it's good, it's gotta be good. Right. Yeah. And oh yeah. we sat on our hands and which our chicken, we thought, I bet, I bet, I bet Blaine at Porky Bus 20 bucks. He said, I'll bet you 20 bucks. Your chicken hits top five. And I said, I'll take that bet. We got like 42nd out of 48th, and it was just, just really good. But my brisket, which I thought was the worst category I turned in all day, would get third in brisket. Does that 
kind of affect how you go into like any other competitions or anything like that you know because obviously when you think you've done your best and you get 42nd for me I would think I am not good at this anymore but um not that I would quit mama didn't raise no quitter but I would you know have a setback does does that ever affect you know you going into the next competition or are you kind of a it, it happens never, and forget it, it. Never, it never used to. You mm-hmm. know, it's just shake it off, get ready for another one, whatever. Um, yeah. The, but the problem is, you know, when you're doing 40 contests a year, you have a bad one, yeah. shake it off, let's go to the next one. You, you're too busy right. to be focused on that. Well, now, you know, when you're only cooking 15 times a year, right now, now you've got maybe two or three weeks in behind, you know, after a contest. Mm-hmm. Now it starts to kind of drag at you going, why am I doing this? Why am I, why am I spending a thousand bucks a week, you know, in, in meat and sauces and entry fees and travel? I mean, a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks a week easily. Why am I doing this? You know, that, that mm-hmm. I could be sitting in a boat fishing. I could be, you know, why? Well, but it's, it just comes back to that yeah. passion. You know, I right. Just, that's what I was going to say. You can't, You've, you can't get enough of it. Like you said in the beginning, it's just, yeah, it's like a, I feel like you're addicted. So, I mean, I maybe say that as I'm looking at all your you think there's a 10 step program? Do you think there's a 10 step program for that? No, but I'm sure you're going to start <laughs> when you're yeah, ready. I, I don't, I don't know. I just, at some point it will become, you know, what, what gets a little frustrating is, you know, I know how to cook good barbecue, right? Right. Yeah. And, and I know when I cook bad barbecue. I can, I'll be the first to tell you when I cook bad barbecue. There's some yeah. people out there that have never cooked anything bad in their life, right? And yeah. I can cook bad barbecue on certain days. Things just don't go your way. The meat doesn't ha- – it just doesn't yeah. happen, you know? Right. Well, those, those seem to be the days that my crappy meat scores, and when I really love a meat and thinks it's, it's crazy good – then it's like middle of the pack. And and so that's a little, you know, so with social media, what happens is about two hours after the contest, you start scrolling through Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then you start seeing the newer teams right, showing their entry boxes. And then I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? I got beat I by that. And it, and it right. may be the best tasting stuff in the world. It just doesn't but look as I'm, good pretty sure some of the stuff that i've seen i could toss my meat across the trailer into the box and make it look better than some of this stuff looks right but scores it's not always about the looks it's you know it's definitely not about the looks because and if it is and if it's not i've actually thought about shaking my box when i got to turn in just kind of give it a jiggle and make stuff in disarray just test it out. See what happens. I mean, our judges going, wow, that guy's a professional. Mm, he's won too much. We're going to give it to somebody else. You know, it just makes you wonder what's what's going on in a judge's mind when what I think is the worst brisket in the world yeah. is well, really the best thing they off, had all day. Yeah, based off that theory, do you think that using, you know, because you obviously go to some competitions with your buddies and you guys use different names and stuff. Or you go help some of your friends and go under their names. Do you think um, them not knowing you helps you more? Or is it 
Well, so when they see that, ju- I it's, will... all, it's all blind judging anyway. Oh, okay. So it's not, they, they don't know who's turning and what. I mean, it's double blind judging. So it, it's right. not that way. I mean, right. to me, it's more directional of if something looks perfect, is it scoring? I don't know. It just makes you think when, when, what's wrong when the crap scores and the good stuff doesn't. And there's a lot of luck involved. I'll be the first to tell you. There's yeah. a lot of luck involved on what table you hit, you know, and people like, they don't understand. Well, randomly you go to tables and so there's six judges at every table. So if mm-hmm. there's 36 teams, that means there's six tables. That means yep. when I turn in chicken, my chicken could go to one of those six tables. Now, oh, interesting. Once, I've, once I've been on a table, they're not mm-hmm. going to send my ribs to that same table. It's going to go to a different table. But imagine a table sitting around with six grandmas. If you got six okay. grandmas sitting around a table, you're probably not going to turn in anything spicy, right? Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. you know, whereas if you've got a table full of six beer drinking guys, yeah, that you're not going to turn anything probably super sweet or bland. They're going to want some mm-hmm. spice in their life. And so that's... That's why in competition barbecue, you kind of have to appeal to the masses. Mm -hmm. Um, That makes sense. Because you want to be middle of the road. I mean, we always say just middle of the road barbecue wins because it can't be too spicy if you hit the grandmas. It can't be too bland if you hit the guy, you know. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a mixture of all that. So you're just trying to, you're trying to find a judge that picks up your food and baits and says, wow, that tastes good. That's all you're looking for. You don't want them to go, wow. You don't want the wow factor. Yeah, that's interesting, I feel like. But, I mean, it's just not what you would expect to hear, but not surprising at the same time, you know, Um, because that makes makes sense. I, because I would be one of those grandmas, and I wouldn't want something spicy, but I don't mind a little bit of kick, so yeah. Um, right, that. right. So that's what that's what we're trying to appeal for. So I don't know. It's yeah. kind of a frustrating game. I, I think it's probably more frustrating yes. for me now that I don't do as much as I used to be because it used to be right. I was too busy to be frustrated. It's like, okay, go to the next one, right? You, and we and knew. Do you think the amount of success that you've had kind of affects that too? Because, I mean, people oh. know you're good. You, I'm sure you know you're good. I just I don't want to say you're good. Too much, but your, your uh, mom, your mom told you not to yeah, say. Yeah, my mom told me that. I don't want to. Can't feel his <laughs> ego too much, but um, <laughs> you know, uh, does do you, yeah? Does it does it feel more frustrating now when you have those losses after you know you've seen all your success in the past and just um, and like you said, you obviously have time to think about it, but do you uh? Do you take that time to adjust, or are you just too busy running a restaurant to even? Uh, yeah, think I don't. About I it? don't really adjust. You know, I really don't practice. And, and probably my biggest thing is I used to be a hundred percent engulfed in the world, in the competition barbecue world, right? So, right. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly what was winning. I knew what if I didn't win, I yeah. knew what was winning every time. And now. Eh, you know, been there, done that. I don't spend a lot of time researching. I haven't been to a class since 2003. So 
you know, oh, yes. I'm sure tastes have changed, you know, mm-hmm. and so I, I spend a little bit of time, but mainly with a small knit group of friends. Um, mm-hmm. I tend to change stuff more often now, which doesn't help. You know, I get okay. bored cooking the same thing. So well, I'll just try this. Like this brisket this weekend, I, I kind mm-hmm. of ran a whole new injection. I ran a whole new rub combination and it scores, okay. you know, but it doesn't really matter because it's really turning in good food, but finding right. a lucky table and, and hitting it. Yeah. Because it's all a game of luck. Um, what You've been to a lot of places for barbecue competitions, right? I feel like there's just a list. Lots of places. Upon a list, upon a list. Um, what, what do you think is probably your favorite place you've been so far? I'm just curious. You Hard know, question. It, it depends. It, it is because everyone kind of has a special place. Kind of like right. every trophy, right? Yep. Um, the memories. You know, one, one of the most fun barbecue competitions we've done is um, down in Las Vegas on Fremont Street. No, oh, that would be pretty cool. And everybody's kind of in a tent, small little quaint. Mm-hmm. I mean, or we've been at high-end resorts in Palm Springs. And at the King of the Smoker, and that's you know a crazy yeah. good time too. But there's always a good time, no matter what, you know. And that's what we found is we used to go to competitions to win. Now we go to mm-hmm. competitions to have a good time. We do, if, if a competition is not very good, we just don't go there anymore. Yeah. Right. We just go sense. to the fun ones. We go to yeah. the fun ones. Um. Do you go to any new ones based, or? Have you just kind of stuck to the ones that you know? No, I, tr- I try and hit some new ones every year. We're looking at one towards the end of April down in Mississippi. We mm-hmm. have some friends uh, down there. We used to go to Hammond, Louisiana for years, and it's a couple hours away. We're looking at that one. You know, it's about a 12-and-a-half-hour jaunt, um, but still looks like a lot yeah. of fun. Big money prize money, which doesn't really matter, but... Right. You know, it's close enough that we can still probably go visit some friends in Hammond and have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, that does. Now, I mean, I don't know if I could do 12 and a half hours with you. Uh, for you guys, I don't know if you know I this. Never Darren turn, doesn't I never listen tur- to music. I never music. turn on the radio. Yeah, I never he doesn't listen to anything. Hopefully he'll start listening to, you know, like our podcast. But he just likes uh, to sit with his own thoughts, which is kind of scary. And uh, kind of, I can see why sh- Sherry doesn't go on the 14-hour ones anymore because she just has to sit there and listen to Darren think out loud. No, she reads I've done two hours. I've done two hours with Darren just thinking out loud. And it, it can be a lot. I couldn't imagine. Well, that's why we have a hours. podcast, so right. you're not the only one that has to hear it, right? Everybody right. gets to exactly. hear what's on my All mind. All of you. All of our listeners and viewers get to hear what's on Darren's mind. Um. You know a barbecue competition I think you should go to, and you should take your social m- media gal, me, uh, is that one in them. I think it's in, I want to say Switzerland. Or Sweden. Yeah. It's in the, in the Swiss Alps, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, you showed, I I think that would be fun. Um, And I would even be willing to pay for a place to stay as long as you get me a first-class ticket. So- <laughs> Uh, the one, maybe not first class. You're talking about the one that is cold and it snows and in the mountains. In the mountains. In the mountains. I don't think you could take it. I live in I the think, state I of think Iowa. I think, think I can take whining. it. I think you'd be whining how cold it is. No, I actually don't mind the cold when I am 
and the right amount of layers. Um, and I've seen the Swiss Alps. I've ridden a train through them. I love them. I'd go back. I think we yeah. should do it. Looks beautiful. It does. I think that'd just be such a cool place to... And yeah. just the environment would be so unique because, you know, it's actually people from all around the world. Which yeah, one thing we've so never cool. done. We've never done the international barbecue circuit. We've talked about it a lot, well, but never done it's it. It's time. Cue the mic. goes international. We are two-time Canadian champions. You are? I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, we geez. used to stop in Kenora, Ontario on the way back from fishing in June. And mm-hmm. we do a competition barbecue, and I... I won it two years in a row. Trophy's probably right outside your office. Probably is. Either that or it's above me right now. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so what how else? Many, yeah, what, uh, how many big competitions have you done like that? Because you've got a couple clue. of world titles technically, no right? Yeah. How many five. world titles do you have? Five? Five, five yeah. It's... Three Royals, right? One Jack, one Houston. I the Houston one was the one I couldn't remember. Um, out of those big competitions, what which one was probably the most exciting to win? I mean, I'm sure they're all the same, but there has to be one that they, they, won they your were excited. A little the, bit more. The American Royal, the, yeah, the American Royal was because it was our first World Championship. It yeah. was crazy, right? Um, when you win the Jack, when you win the Jack Daniels, it's magical because they're playing "We Are the Champions" and you have all the international press there. Yeah, that would that, be insane. That comes and converges on you and interviews. Yeah, that's pretty insane. But standing on Houston, I mean, you're standing on a stage in front of fifty thousand people, and a guy from Iowa wins a Texas barbecue contest. That was just nuts. So they're all, yeah. they all have they're different all, levels yeah. of excitement. I can't tell you. I've got a favorite. That's fair. Uh. I can't remember which con- I think it was a royal. I don't remember which year. Uh, we have a video. It's on our Smokey D's Facebook page um, that I posted from years in the past. Uh, that ha- is Sherry. You guys are waiting to hear if you won. And Sherry, I've never seen someone look so nervous. <laughs> she was shaking Sherry's back and forth like her, her like her head was like between her knees. She was like, oh my god. And the, <laughs> when they announced you, she I she got up so fast. And it was just like, wow, I wonder what that feeling was like. Even as just, like, the significant other. But she does it a lot, I feel like. But yeah, she's, she's pretty... I also think uh, Sherry's the boss. Like, she is the boss. So yeah, we know. She is. Yeah. Yeah, she, she says, is. jump, I say, how high? That makes sense. Don't blame you. So, uh, so uh, Emma. So, yeah. What have you been ordering on DoorDash lately? Oh, so we're getting into that. Actually, I haven't ordered on DoorDash since Sunday, so I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Whoa, that's like three days. I know. Actually, it might even have been Saturday. I'm not going to lie. No, it was Sunday, and it was Taco Bell, which I'm not not proud of. (laughs) But their crunch wraps are so good, and I'm too lazy to make them myself, even though I know they're not very hard to make yourself. Uh, So, so, yeah, that's really been it on DoorDash. So, so help me understand. Okay. Cooking in my barbecue or your house? How how far is Taco Bell from your house? Um, probably ten minutes. But it had is a zero dollar like, delivery fee. Is that like and the, their is prices? That like, what is that like? Taco the Bell doesn't laziness? have a, 
Hey, 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 we are not calling me Is out on this field? right now. No, I'm just no. trying to understand. Like always, I'm trying to get in the younger person's mind. Okay, so here's what happened. I was at home in my pajamas, hanging out with my dog, and just, you know, didn't want to leave my house. So, I, um, <laughs> and it was after... It's after the Hawks game, so I'd already been out. I went to a friend's to watch the Hawks game. Already been out. It was kind of sad, so I was like, I'm just going to order something because I don't want to leave again. Um, so uh, I just ordered. They have a $0 delivery fee, and they don't they don't up their prices. So their prices are the same if I would have gone through the drive-thru or not. So I spent really? the same amount of money either way. Yeah, they're served. And I, I mean, I added a couple of dollars because of... DoorDash fees and a tip, but I I only added probably wow. three or four bucks. Yeah, it, it's my favorite place to order DoorDash just because it's pretty much that's the same. That's crazy. That, that's crazy I, that they eat the DoorDash. That's fee. what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know how they did it. Um, but yeah, they don't up their maybe they don't maybe they much. don't know. I don't know. Do you think that I don't know? Or they're just strategic they prob- and they, they can afford a, not they to. They probably got a national. They probably got a national contract with DoorDash, so they're they probably do something cheaper. Yeah, yeah, because I can spend. I spent probably ten dollars getting. I got a uh, Supreme Crunchwrap, and then a Doritos Locos Tacos and a drink. And then I paid the service fee, so I probably maybe, yeah, well, ten or eleven bucks total. And that's pretty much what it would have been if I would have gone through 12, the drive-thru. 13. No, it was huh. it was about eleven. Inc- which and I'm surprised because tip? I didn't have a small. Yeah, no, not including tip. I so 12, 11, or twelve or <laughs> thirteen. Well, I've got it. I want. It's, I like it's to be called, nice. That, that, so this is new math. This is new yeah. math. Oh, I'm not saying you shouldn't tip. No, I'm no, just, no. You should tip. Everybody tip your drivers. Is really, probably. Ten, ten bucks Darren, is probably fifteen dollars if you show me the receipt. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Um, if, for any DoorDashers <laughs> listening to our podcast, if you see Darren Worth's name pop up, pick up that order because there's a good fat chance he he tips you well because he wants his food hot. Oh, and it's I know he's the, broken. I, he knows the system. I do know. We've, the, we're I, in I know it. this. I know the secret. My my minimum yeah, tip, and I've only door I've only DoorDash like three times in my life right and just really to test the system more than anything and which you i figured out this 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 whole tip thing is it's like so i mean i had i'll tip minimum 10 bucks sometimes 20 bucks just stupid i'll have a 20 dollar order and and tip 20 bucks just as a game to see how fast and hot this food will be it's never failed me. And their whole it, people, you know, we, we have DoorDash and, and other delivery services at the restaurants. And one mm-hmm. thing, if we could put out there, this, hey, just it's all about tipping the driver because they're going to go through. And if it's a difficult order and it's going to take them a long time, they're going to get paid two bucks. Right. Yeah. And so and, it's not worth their time. So if it's over a mile, they're not going to take your order. And so your order gets flopped, 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 flopped. And all of a sudden, you wonder why your food's cold. It's not because the restaurant made cold food. 
It's because it yeah. sat there because no driver wanted to pick it up because it wasn't financially, you know, Worth smart it. for them to which, do that. Which, and the last couple of, I think it's been months, right? DoorDash has changed their system. So dashers are getting paid. They can set up their own hours. They're getting paid by the hour now, aren't they? If Isn't that they a thing want. So it's only yeah, either or, though, as I understand oh, it. Oh, so, okay. So, so um, if you get paid by the hour... And, then you're not getting a tip. And if you're getting want to play the tip game, you're not due per hour. But if you're getting by the hour, then you're kind of a forced dispatch, if you will. So so that yeah. helps. That's helped their system overall. But I, I'm just here to yeah, tell you. Yeah, I agree. If you, want, uh, if you want good hot food, tip a lot. Yeah, tip a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, DoorDash is... I was, I was doing really well. I had taken a break from DoorDash, but... Then the price of groceries went up a lot, and it's just easier for me to DoorDash or go pick up my food, but not through DoorDash. Hey, also, listeners, tip. If See, you're going to pick up, even... just go look at the website and try to pick up through their website before you pick up through DoorDash. It will save you at least $8, probably more. That was a Well, it's at least, out. yeah. But, I, mean, I mean, you think about yeah. what we do with the Ordinary Chicken and the Crafty Mac. You know, we have yeah. to mark up our orders 30% to from the time we get paid from DoorDash to get the same exact thing. We have to mark it up 30%. You know, so we yeah. mark up our DoorDash orders 30%. Well, if you go to pickup, it charges you 30% more. And we're like, well, just go to our website and order, and it's going to pay yeah. 30% less. Yeah. So, so yeah, smart. There's thing. a DoorDash I'd rather, tip I'd, for I'd rather just, all you people. I'd rather just cook by I just, you know me, I love yeah. to cook. Yeah. Yeah, what are you cooking lately? Got anything good? Well, well. What'd I you do for dinner to, last uh, night? Went back to authentic Puerto Rican red beans and rice. Hey, um, that never fails. So, and then, of course, it had been like two or three days since I had a pork chop. And Sherry wanted a pork chop, and we had these tornado warnings coming through, and rain and hail. Right. And here I am yeah. out. I'm cooking a pork chop. And it got in just in time, just in time, even though I'm under a covered patio. But it just just got it done just in time. Um, so the deluge happened. But now I'm, I've kind of got this. Uh, I'm trying huli huli chicken. Isn't and that? I've, yeah. You I've never tried have been it. talking about that. It's a TikTok. So thing, I'm finally. Right? Uh, no, no, Huli Huli isn't even oh. a TikTok thing, which is where most of oh. my recipe ideas come from. Huli Huli, I don't know. I just, I found Huli Huli chicken, never had it. I'm not even sure I'm going to like it, but it's a marinade, a long marinade of chicken thighs in kind of a, almost a teriyaki. So pineapple juice, soy sauce, mm -hmm. ketchup, um, has brown sugar in it, a little garlic, a little ginger. Um, so I mixed up that marinade last night. And put the chicken thighs in it. I've been turning it, you know. So I, last night before I went to bed, I flipped it over in the Ziploc bag, and then gonna grill it off tonight. Not sure what I'm gonna. I, I just love the red beans and rice, so I don't know. I might yeah. have some leftover red beans and rice if you don't eat them. Yeah, I um, may. Ha I may. We'll have, have to some find out. Bar. For me, no. Maybe. Maybe. Really. I've been waiting to get on this list. Darren, every couple, every couple employees, Darren will be like, hey, I made this. I have leftovers. Do you want it? I've been waiting to get on the list. I've asked numerous times, like, hey, 
Are you going to bring me any leftovers? I don't yeah, cook. Jim got, I'm a, Jim, the only Jim got half of pecan pie yesterday. Oh, I don't like pecan pie. That's okay. Oh, um, okay. But, uh, yeah, I... I don't. I'm probably one of the only employees at a barbecue restaurant that does not cook for themselves, ever. Yeah. But I also uh, maybe, support our business not. a lot. I'm pretty close. Which is good. Um, Which is good. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, I played around with a little crispy chicken salad. Uh, I got asked yeah. twice yesterday morning. People asked me, "Hey, why don't you have a crispy chicken salad?" I'm like, "Well, that's kind of weird. I got salads, and I've got." Chicken Which tenders that I could I cut up we and did. put on top of salad. No, we don't. So it was actually, I tried it yesterday. It's really good. Now I just got to figure out a way to well, yeah. get it up on the menu boards and Hard market menu it and board. get the price and all that, all that other good stuff. Well, I'll do the marketing part. Okay. That's pretty much my job. But, um, oh, you don't pay me for that? What? That's what I do. You said, oh, as if that wasn't my job. <laughs> oh. Well, guys, Sorry. this might be my last episode from the sounds of it. Yeah. Uh, no, because I don't know <laughs> how to run the software, so you're still hired. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Takes us an extra 10 to 15 minutes before we hit record to get Darren's audio set up. And he's tech savvy, which is the tech hard savvy. part. My location's, always, my location's always changing. Yeah. Yeah, today you're actually in an office. That's probably the hard part. Yeah. I don't think so. Not mine. I don't have an office, but. Yeah. Okay, what else? Like a free spirit. Anything else? That's all that's on my mind. Yeah. Your food? Barbecue competitions and food? That sounds about right. That's what's on, pretty much on his mind. Barbecue competitions and food. Oh, yeah, I mean, so my TikTok feed's pretty boring lately. As of lately? Ours aren't the same, so yeah, mine won't be as interesting. Yeah, we have to a you. big, big, yeah. My 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 TikTok feed You're is pretty really much really food based, uh, which well, I need to scroll through. Kind uh, of our TikTok pages, all the restaurant TikTok pages, to get some food inspiration too, some ideas yeah, on my, what to my, record my, and how to record. My it. TikTok is is pretty much food. Mine's you know um, yeah. Heavily influenced uh, Hispanic. You know, I, I get a lot of Hispanic how to, homemade tortillas and that type stuff, which I just love anyway. Um, yeah. And crypto. There's a lot of crypto time. stuff on there. Yep. Yeah, I know. Everybody's surprise, oh, surprise. Talking to, oh, they're always listening. Always talking about listening. crypto. And then sometimes there's, there's a lot of women's yoga on my TikTok, too. And I have no idea why, but there's a lot of because women in yoga posts. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. I think it's. I think it's because you all probably my, liked I think, one. I think it's because all my. I think it's because all my barbecue friends keep sending me yoga poses on TikTok. I think it's picking could, that up. We could unpack that, but I don't think. We should put our listeners through that. No, I don't. Also, I don't think I want to go through that. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I have. I I actually, you know, feel like we've learned. I've learned quite a lot about the barbecue competitions because you always talk about them, but you never really talk in depth. It's just like, oh yeah, I did okay. That's like that's nice. 
or sometimes if you do really well i'll get a text that's like hey you have to post this okay right we'll do um about time for one of those posts didn't it yeah (laughs) whenever you're ready i they do they do well so i'll try harder i'll try harder it sounds like we have maybe the end of april two or three weeks we'll see okay gotta put it out well yeah well i think that was it for this episode of cue the mic all right what do you think boss up with you later we're out of here yeah thanks for listening bye okay see ya